So, yeah, tonight we just really want to honour the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to be honoured uh, in our lives and, and in this community. And, uh, well, yeah, one of the ways that we do that is just give him time and we give him preeminence in our lives and I guess we just focus our attention to him. So, just, yeah, if we could have a look in Isaiah chapter 29, verse 11 and 12. And, yeah, we had a look this morning about the parable of the ten virgins and, yeah, we make may make reference to that again tonight. Um, but just want to start here, Isaiah 29, verse 11 and 12. Isaiah uh, was had a vision of a book that was sealed. And he says, The whole vision has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed. So he's seen a book that's sealed, that can't be opened. And I believe it's prophetically, it's speaking about the Word of God as we have it. And uh, which men deliver to one who is literate, saying, read this please. And he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. Then the book is delivered to the one who is illiterate, saying, read this please. And he says, I am not literate. I can't read. So there's, the word of God is given to us and it's a sealed book in the sense that you cannot understand it with your natural mind or you cannot understand the correct interpretation of the word of God. Why? Because the word of God was inspired by the Holy Spirit. It was delivered by the hands of men but it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is the author of the word of God then we need him to help us to interpret it, to be able to interpret it. So the Word of God is a holy book. It's an inspired book. It's a special book. It's not like any other book. I know saints of God that have lived uh, for over 90 years and they have read the book every year of their life and every time they read it, there is something fresh. There is something new. It's because it's a special book that needs uh, to be understood and interpreted through the Holy Spirit. So there's a place that we come to where we, in our need, in our need of our human need, in our humanity, where we need help. We need help to navigate this dark world. And there is given a book to each one of us. And, and that book, it cannot be read by the literate, or the illiterate. It cannot be understood by the educated or the uneducated. So because you have an education, it doesn't give you any advantage to understand this holy inspired book. The way that you can understand and interpret the Word of God that you hold in your hand is through the Holy Spirit. And if we throw the Holy Spirit out, if we grieve the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a gentle dove. If we grieve him, he will not stay around in our community. 
If we honour Him, He will honour us and He will help us to understand His Word. And we saw this morning in the parable of the ten virgins that there were ten virgins that came to meet the bridegroom. They were all carrying lamps. They were all carrying the Word of God. All ten of them were qualified to be virgins because they carried the Word of God in their hands. However, five of them were not able to meet the bridegroom because the lamps were without oil. And there was no light coming from their lamps because they'd run out of oil. They couldn't correctly interpret God's Word in their life. And that's why Jesus, when He was on the earth, said, I... I Even though I have given you the word, I must go so that the interpreter of the word can come. And when Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, he said he will come and he will convict the world of sin, righteousness and judgment to come. And when he comes, he will testify of me. The Holy Spirit's work is to search the mind of the Father and reveal it to us, to reveal it to you. He is the the Spirit of truth. And He was there in the beginning with the Father and with the Word. And he, He takes what Jesus spoke and He interprets it to us. And He gives us, gives it to us in layman's language so we can understand. But we see these five virgins realised their lack. They realised that they had not given time to invest in oil for their lamps. And sometimes as Christians we get so busy in doing what we do, we don't we know it's, not, it's, it's wrong to neglect the Word of God, but we fail to fill up our lives with the Holy Spirit. We don't give time. We give time to the Word, but we don't give time to the Spirit of God, to the Holy Spirit, to fill up our lamps. So we see the purpose of the lamp is to contain the oil, and the purpose of the oil is to enable the lamp to burn. So the Word of God without oil cannot fulfill the purpose that it was given to you for. The Lord has given each of you a lamp. He's given you His Word. The purpose for the Word of God, the main purpose for the Word of God in your life is to prepare you to meet the Bridegroom when He comes. Because in the midst of darkness, He's coming. He's coming like a thief in the night. And we have to be ready. Our lamps must be burning bright. So we have an opportunity not just to search the Scriptures, but to wait on the Holy Spirit. It's a a process of waiting. It's an investment. We, We looked this morning about the day of Pentecost when Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem. Don't go anywhere. Don't go out and begin doing the things I taught you to do. Don't apply the Word of God until your lamps are full of oil. It's a dangerous thing to carry the lamp of God with no oil because you can be deceived. We need the oil. We need to wait on Him, whatever it is. And we've set 
Fridays as a, as a prayer day that anyone can, can, is invited to take a few hours off work or just to set time. I believe this year is a year we need to, to seek Him, to wait on Him because He's bringing increase and uh, He's bringing revival. And we need to wait in His presence and let our lamps be filled with oil. So the Holy Spirit, he has that feminine characteristic in that he longs to be pursued. He longs to be invited into our lives. He wants to be included into our lives. And I mentioned briefly this morning about marriage and for some of the, the young men, you know, if you're thinking of marriage, the best preparation for marriage is to learn to give yourself to the bride of Christ, to give yourself to the church, to make yourself available, to honour the local church. Um, because when you're married, you, you come together uh, with your bride and... You join with her and she has a desire to go on a journey with you. She has a desire to partner with you, to join with you and very much wants to be included in your life. And I was reflecting on the times when I've gone out independently uh, from Holly and, and haven't consulted her but done things on my own effort and, you know, there's been that disappointment in her and then my natural reaction is, well, you know, why are you trying to control me? That's my human natural reaction. But I can see that that, that, is, that is wrong. But I know Holly uh, wants to partner with me and wants to be involved in my life, wants to be involved in all of my decisions, wants to be involved in, in what I am doing for Jesus and she takes offense when I don't include her. So the Holy Spirit, he also is a helper, like a wife is a helper. A wife is given to a husband to compliment him and to help him. The Holy Spirit is given to the bride of Christ to help the bride of Christ. Help the bride of Christ grow into the fullness of the image of Christ and we we read that verse in Ephesians uh, in chapter 4 how God has given the apostles the prophets the pastors and teachers and evangelists as a place as a storage place for oil and we saw that the place there is a place on the earth where you can be replenished and that is the plan of God in the local church his plan for your replenishment is a local church. It is a storage place where there is an oil vat. And our job as leaders in the church is to spend time on our knees to pray for the church and to give room to the Holy Spirit so that we can come uh, to a point of growth uh, where we can grow into the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. There is a growth that we must grow towards. 
in the first Peter chapter three verse seven. There's an instruction to husbands. It says, Husbands also likewise dwell uh, with your wives and with understanding, giving honor to the wife. That word honor means value added according to the price paid. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me this morning and said, If you want me to move uh, in this church, in a corporate way, then you need to honour the women in the church. They need to be honoured, they need to be lifted up, and they need to be encouraged. Like it says here, how we should honour the women in our lives, how we should honour our wives, how we should honour our daughters, according our honour as men, should be equal to the price paid for them. What is the price paid? We know is the most costly, expensive blood of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how much He values the daughters in our midst. That's how much He values the women in our lives. So much so that He would lay His life down for the church. And as men... Uh, not just husbands laying our lives down for our wives, but the men, even the young men in this church, he calls us to lay our lives down for our sisters, for our daughters, for our mothers, so that they would feel safe. And when they feel safe, they can flourish and they can grow. And it's very important. I believe it's, it's on the heart of God. And that is going to break independence in our life and help us uh, to be good husbands, good leaders. Jesus was our champion leader. He set an example for each of us. He set an example for the men in his body, and he gave himself for the bride. He gave himself. So the Holy Spirit, like that, the five foolish virgins went off to buy oil to fill their lamps. But while they were gone, the bridegroom came and they missed out. Why is that? It's because we learnt that the Holy Spirit, He does not want, a, He's not there to fix you up, to give you a quick fix. He wants to partner with you. And He wants us to invest. He wants us to pay the price of an investment to have Him in our life. That's why the five wise virgins said to the foolish ones, go and buy, go and make the investment. We're not going to just give Him to you. He's too valuable to share with you. You go and pay the price. You go and make an investment. And I believe God is raising up young men and women that are willing to invest in the work of the Holy Spirit in your lives. And I see, I see you coming into the local church and giving yourselves, giving yourselves to the local church, investing, investing your time, investing your energy, investing your finances, and giving yourself because you can see everything you add, it's adding the fuel to the fire. Every prayer you pray, it's adding fuel to the fire. Every devotion that you make, every person that you love, 
This is God's end time strategy. It's the local church. And if we give ourselves to each other, the spirit of independence will be broken and the Holy Spirit will rain down like you've never experienced it before. Like Psalm 133, where my brethren dwell together in unity, there I command a blessing. I command a blessing. And what is the blessing that he commands? It's the blessing of Aaron. It's a blessing of the Levitical priesthood. There is a New Testament priesthood. And it's a, it's a Melchizedek lineage that Jesus set up, our great high priest. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And as we come uh, into the local church, I believe God is restoring his church. And the Lord spoke to me during worship regarding COVID. What a joke. As if that's going to break the local church. It's actually strengthening it. It's strengthening it. The Holy Spirit is moving. There are challenges. I want to just briefly talk about the challenges to investing in the Holy Spirit. The first challenge that comes to my mind is that when we allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives, it works against our natural thinking. It offends our natural mind. The manifest, when the Holy Spirit manifests in a human life, sometimes it can appear foolish to the natural mind. And we dismiss it. Because of our intelligence, or seemingly intelligence, we've become fools. Why? Because Jesus said the foolish ones are those who don't give room to the Holy Spirit. They are the foolish ones. But Jesus said wisdom is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And what did that mean for the disciples on the day of Pentecost? And what does that mean for you today? Maybe it means walking up to a perfect stranger and declaring the word of God over their life. Maybe it means dancing like a fool in the congregation. Maybe it means screaming or shouting. Maybe it means standing on one foot. Whatever the Holy Spirit urges you to do, we are called to be fools for Christ. But to the natural mind, the carnal mind, it's repulsive. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Natural thinking. In order to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we have to put off our natural thinking. It's a hindrance to us receiving his fullness. You may boast in your intelligence, you may boast in your understanding of the Word of God, but if it ain't got no oil, it's useless. It's killing you. And it's not only killing you, it's, it's causing you to deceive others. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7, But we speak something different. Paul is speaking about the wisdom of God in a mystery. The wisdom of God is a mystery. The Holy Spirit is a mystery. And He's to be sought out. He's a mystery to be found. He's a treasure to be found. He's a treasure to be sought out. He's to be invested in. 
He wants you to purchase him. He wants you to pay the price. Are you willing to pay the price to get the oil in the lamp? We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom. It's hidden. It's hidden. Why? So those who are hungry would find it. It's not just, Holy Spirit is not cheap. He's not just a surface. We need to go deep to find him. We need to dig deep to find the fullness of God. God has ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. What happened when the rulers of this age crucified Jesus He opened up a way for us to receive the Holy Spirit. He opened up a way for us. He prepared the bride to receive the Holy Spirit through his death, through his sacrificial death. And if the kings of this world knew what they were doing when they crucified Christ, they would never have done it. But it's too late. He's opened up an avenue for the Holy Spirit. He's cleansed the vessel. Jesus has done the work. He's cleansed you. You're righteous before him. You have the word of God. You are qualified to be a virgin. All ten virgins are qualified to receive the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus has done. You are righteous. You are clean. You are a clean vessel for the Holy Spirit to inhabit. That's good news. There's no further cleansing to be done. It's done. You're as clean as a whistle. You can't be cleaned anymore. Jesus' sacrifice was enough for you to be filled with the spirit of glory, the spirit of holiness. So if you have the lamp and the oil, you will meet the bridegroom. Be encouraged. You won't miss out. If you give time to consider The bridegroom and the oil. So when we come to receive him, the question is not his availability, but the question is the size of the vessel that you bring. When we when you go when one goes to the well To get water, there's plenty of water in the well. But the amount that you draw is dependent on your vessel, on your container. And similar similar analogy, as David said in Psalm 42, as a deer pants for the water brook, so my soul thirsts after you. There's water there, there's water in this house, there's oil for you, but how... How large is your jar? And I believe something that the Lord has asked me to do is to expand, expand my spiritual capacity. And I believe as a church, He's causing us, causing us to increase. Increase in our desire for Him. Don't settle for less. We need more, more of His presence, more of His power. 
He's the only one that satisfies. It's not the quantity of water in the well that's a question, but it's the size of the container that you bring to the well. In 2 Kings 4, chapter 4, you can have a look there if you like. However, there's a story of a wife of a prophet. And she was in distress because her husband had passed away and he had left her with a big debt. And Elisha came to her and he brought the solution to her problem. But all she had was a little jar with a little oil. And she said to Elisha, Master, your servant, my husband, has passed away and left me with a great problem, a great debt. What am I going to do? The creditors are coming to take my two sons as payment. They're going to take them as slaves. She had a real problem. She had no oil in the jar. Her husband, her source of income had passed away. And thirdly, her only hope for a successful future in that culture was her two sons. But the creditor was knocking at the door to take them away. And I could see the Lord was giving me a picture of some of our blessed sisters and daughters here in this house where you've been left through no fault of your own with some kind of debt or distress in your life. And I want, the Lord wants to say to you tonight that there is an answer to your problem. He's come tonight to satisfy your need. So Elisha came up with a solution. He, he said, go gather vessels. And as you gather the vessels, the oil that you have, pour it out. And as she poured it out into the vessels, the vessels filled with oil. There was no lack. As she poured, the vessels filled. As she poured, the vessels filled. There was no lack in God's presence. There was enough to satisfy her direct needs and the needs for the future. The only problem came when the vessels ran out. Her faith was working, but it had a limit. And I believe the Spirit of God is coming and, and He wants to bring solutions to your problem. And the solution is going to come through His presence. There's going to come answers for you tonight. And I believe the women in this church are going to carry the revival, are going to carry a revival to the northern beaches. But you're only going to do that because the men are going to support you. And when the men, we are going to lift you up. And there is something inherent that women carry to do with your makeup in the spirit. In the natural, you have a womb. In the spirit, you also have a womb. Did you know that? 
Did you know that? <laughs> yes, no. Well, it's true. Because you are a spiritual person. You only have a physical body because you have a spiritual body. Anything that happens in this physical realm happens first because it happens in the spirit. And God has planted women in this church, young ladies like yourselves. Some of you don't know your purpose. Why? Because you've been disappointed and you've never been lifted up by men. You've only been abused by men. Selfish men who want to satisfy their needs through your life. But you're a princess, you're valuable to God, and He's called you to bring revival to this next generation. And He wants to know, He wants you to know that you're valuable. And He wants you to know that the oil will never run out. So He wants you to gather vessels. And it starts tonight where you're going to gather vessels. And we're going to pray. And God's going to pour out the oil of His Holy Spirit. Your life is going to be filled with His power and you're going to have abundance. You're going to have enough to provide solution to every problem in your life and that you're going to be a blessing to the community around you. So the, there is a womb, a spiritual womb in your life that's going to get ignited and is going to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. So the, here's what I want to do. I want to move the, the chairs in the front and I, and I would like all the ladies to come to the front here and we're going to serve you communion. If there could be a couple of men uh, that would like to honour the women uh, in this church with the, the highest honour and that is serving the, the body and the blood of Christ. And if you feel that you can do that with a genuine heart, then please, if you could grab the communion and, um, and serve it. I think there's going to be impartation tonight. The Holy Spirit wants to move in this place, particularly on the young ladies. We're all young ladies. It's not an age thing. It's a spirit thing. We're young while we're on the earth. When we stand before the Ancient of Days, we'll know how young we were. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Come with oil, come with power, come with revival. I thank you for the revivalists here. I thank you for these young ladies as they gather at the front. Say, gather, if you guys could gather together. I thank you for them. We lift them up. I lift them up before you. I thank you that they are valuable in your sight. They are precious in your sight. I thank you that value is equal to what you paid for them. Jesus, we honour them. So if some brothers could just come with the communion... You could move fast. Who's got the communion? Okay. <laughs> what a legend on your brother. Pass it around, man. Get into it. Okay. There's some more. So, Father, we just thank you as...
these dear ladies receive your body and and your your blood. We thank you for an impartation tonight. Divine impartation. Thanks, Mitch, for serving. Thank you, Jesus. Just see a picture of Jesus. He got down from his place at the table and he took a towel around his waist and he began to, to wash the disciples' feet. Jesus wants to serve you ladies. He wants to serve you. Let the Lord serve you. Let him serve you. Receive his body. So communion tonight is for this is for the sisters the, in the house. We the brothers we don't we don't need to take it. As you take it, we will take it. Why? Because we want to celebrate you as you receive from Christ. We receive. As we lift you up, we are lifted up. But the men in this church are going to rise up like the prophet Elisha. We're going to bring solutions to your problems. We're going to speak the word of faith over your life. So if the men could just be praying for the ladies as they, as they take communion. Just be in the spirit. Don't pray with your natural mind. Put that off. Put off the religion. Don't bring it in here. Holy Spirit says this is not religion. Put off your natural thinking. Pray in the Spirit. The brothers here, you can speak in tongues. Be foolish. Be foolish for the Lord.